1: everybody, welcome to episode number 277 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide
2: hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today, Second Amendment Media in the Age of Censorship, Mm -hmm. and our guest is Paul Lathrop. Paul is the Deputy Director of New Media for the Second Amendment Foundation. He started his work in Second Amendment Media as the owner and co-executive producer of the Polite Society podcast on the Self-Defense Radio Network, and now produces several shows on a regular basis. Paul is also the creator of Ancom which is an alternative mass media conference. This conference is for podcasters, bloggers, YouTube creators, and anyone else in, in the new media that has a connection for the second amendment community.
1: Absolutely. Welcome back on the show, Paul.
0: Thank you for having me very much.
1: This is so fun. Anytime we get a chance to, to chat and catch up. And first of all, congratulations on retiring from one career. And sliding seamlessly right in to the next. Uh, I, I think guess you fell into it quickly. <laughs> I think fortune favors the workaholic is is the theme there. But tell us about your new role at SAF.
0: Well, I am um, as, as the title says, I'm the deputy director of new media. What that means is, if you see it online anywhere connected with the SAF, I've got my fingers in it somehow. It's a big job. I do the uh, daily bullet and weekly bullet video uh, series for the Second Amendment Foundation. I do the uh, still do the Polite Society podcast and the Arms Society podcast, and then I have uh, pretty much free reign over social media for SAF. Uh, if you see it up on social media, again, it, it's run at least around me. Uh, I, I know what's what's happening there and I'm I'm posting most of what you see up on the F, Saf's Facebook site um, just uh, the, that and I've got uh, I've got some writing that I do I, I write for the gunmag.com which is uh, part of the Second Amendment Foundation uh, companies uh, there's a lot of things that go under my name there.
2: Well, Paul used to be a truck driver. Yes. And he had a log book and you could only work so many hours in <laughs> one day. With all these, this job that you have now and all the things you got going, Paul, I think you're going to run out of hours.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> By Wednesday. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But anyway, that, that is awesome. And, and you're doing great work. And uh, you know, we went to Amcom several times and the things that they, that you learn from these, this organization is awesome
0: well and and now i'm i'm not gonna sell one of you too short cheryl actually does a lot of work with amcon uh love it cheryl uh, not only MCs half the event she's on the planning committee and and amcon i although i'm kind of the guy uh, in charge of it i'm really just the leader of a team and the team does most of the work I just kind of say, Ooh, look, shiny. And everybody else jumps and does it.
1: Well, you do not, and I will not let you sell yourself short. We wouldn't even have an Amcon if you hadn't have thought it up and pushed forward all the obstacles out of the way to make it uh, happen. And you really, you're just a voice of encouragement and, you know, we come to you with ideas and you're like, I love it. Let's do it. Or what if we did it this way? So uh, yeah. But that's to me, are...
2: I, I think, Paul, that's the kind of a title of a leader. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what a leader do, does? Mm-hmm. He kind of points things in a direction, and there's that shiny, go get it, right? So <laughs> you're doing a great job with it.
0: Thank you very much.
1: So, Paul, I've titled this episode "The Two A Media in the Age of Censorship." Uh, how, with all of those hats that you're wearing, and all of the ways that you are trying to communicate? um, messaging, positive messaging about, you know, why we love the second amendment, all the different tools and equipment and training and all all that sort of thing. And then also trying to shine a light on, Hey, here's some, some stuff that's happening. That's trying to infringe on all of those things. Um, how are you navigating these shifting sands, uh, where we are allowed, hate that word to, to utter we're not allowed actually to utter certain words about liberty and gun ownership
0: you know um it's tough i mean it's 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 really a huge challenge in that for example right now as we speak i am under a a seven day facebook ban that will end uh tomorrow evening as as we're recording this and Uh, My understanding is I went under that that uh, Facebook ban because back in early September. Now remember the election was on October third, so I back in early September as a joke I posted, remembered all my Democratic friends to to vote on November fourth, right, and put all kinds of laughing emojis around it, you know, because I do actually have a lot of friends on Facebook that are of the liberal variety. Some are are pro gun, some not. Yeah. but I, I, uh, it was more of a joke to my friends, and of course now that the election is totally over and we're coming up on inauguration, now Facebook decides it's a great time to throw this guy a seven-day ban.
1: They fact-checked your
0: joke. Yes, <laughs> and they, then abs- they banned you for wait, 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 wait. having
2: a wait, sense of humor. This is Facebook, <laughs> you're actually telling me they put you in jail for six, seven days. Because you put the date for the liberals to vote at the day after the election. Yes. We are in trouble. We
0: are.
1: (laughs) I
2: mean, if your skin is that thin, we are in trouble. If you,
1: I mean, there was nothing about that. I remember the post and actually I have a lot of friends that have, have posted similar things to that. I Mm -hmm. guess they're going to end up in jail. Um, it's clearly done all in fun. It's a wink. and It doesn't even matter
2: if it's done in fun. It really doesn't matter. We're in trouble. No, it's true. Yeah,
0: well, here's what's going on. I, I I do not speak for the Second Amendment Foundation. I I I they there are things going on behind the scenes that I that I'm not going to mention, but I do know we are looking at expanding where we're going with our social media beyond we're, we're not going to leave Facebook. Let's face it, the majority of the population of the world Mm-hmm. is on Facebook. We have a huge following on Facebook. We're not leaving. But we are looking at expanding into some other social media outlets and we are doing the same with YouTube. We're looking at uh, posting video in other places other than YouTube, but we're not going to leave until we're forced out.
2: Right. And yeah. that's the thing is. You you probably will be forced out when you said you're not going to leave. I don't know about that because they may make you leave.
1: Well, and that's possible, but I agree with you, Paul. The format of our show is we're trying to reach people that may, that they don't, they don't know where they land. Are mm-hmm. guns evil? Are they amazing? You know, we really, that sweet spot for us is to educate and and engage people in the middle who haven't made a, a strong opinion yet. And Facebook is a good avenue for that. And so I think that you're, I think that's a good strategy to, you know, stay until they force you, you know, with a crowbar, they come in with that, that great big stick with the hook on the end and say, time to leave the stage.
0: Yes, absolutely. And there's one thing I I don't know if your, your uh, listeners and viewers are aware. My boss, he knows a whole lot of lawyers, (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and matter of fact
0: and, and so i i don't they're gonna have to really force to force you know what that's i mean so true
1: that's so true but one thing that i find interesting about the place that we're in right now where you can get a seven-day ban for a joke that is mm-hmm. clearly a joke there's nothing you know harmful or hateful or you know any ugliness to it um is that it was not so long ago that, you know, we in the second amendment community were saying, you know, look, there's something weird going on with my numbers and I, I'm just not getting the same traction. I think that I'm, ha- I'm being depressed in some way that, for viewership and we sounded like crazy people. We sounded like we were conspiracy theorists <laughs> and I swear to you now that we are, you know, past the year 2020 into the year 2021, I don't know that anything is so crazy that I can't at least pause for a moment and go, maybe,
0: (laughs) you know, uh, we have over half a million followers speaking of the SAF on Facebook. And we used to, when we would post something, it would get a couple hundred thousand views. Now we're struggling to get 80. Uh, We get there, but uh, it's a struggle. Uh, The videos that we post used to get monstrous views, but you know what, we're, we're there. And even despite, since the election, we're growing on social media and we're growing very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to say exponentially, but we're, we're still growing very well. And so I I think it's a lot to do with your attitude. Yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. My job is to put out the best content I can, make it interesting, make it entertaining and where, where the numbers land is where they land.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree with you. We can't get ourselves too twisted up about it. And, and of course, at the same time, look for other avenues to help get our, our message out. Um, You know, I've, I personally have at least signed up for Gab mm-hmm. and uh, I, I had put a profile on Parler like right before the, it got yanked. So I don't really don't even know anything about the platform or if it's gonna come back. And um, I don't know, there's several brand new ones or, or they're new to me at least. And so I've got, I'm scattered all over the place now. And I feel like I'm spending more time like, oh wait, I forgot to check MeWe cause I'm on mm-hmm. MeWe too, you know? Um, but, uh, it, it'll take a while, but we'll all kind of, it'll all level out, I think. And then we'll have more, uh, ground that we're covered Facebook and others where before we were just comfortable. So no reason to, to explore <clears throat> other avenues. Right.
0: Well, I, I, that's where I think me personally, and I don't mean to sound vindictive, but Once the ban ends, as we record this, it'll be tomorrow night, the ban ends. um, I don't plan on posting to Facebook anymore. Mm -hmm. I use it as a tool. And what hurts the most is my messenger is shut down. Uh, Mm -hmm. But a whole lot of people that I connect to in the gun rights world to do booking for like the Daily Bullet or Polite Society podcast podcast. I get a hold of through Facebook Messenger. I, some of them I don't even have an email address for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm still going to keep Facebook what is it's done personally. But if you want to see what I think, you're going to have to go to other outlets because mm-hmm. uh, freedom of speech on Facebook is non-existent anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there are going to be people who say, look, it's a private company. They don't have to give you freedom of speech. And that's absolutely right. They do not have to. However, that makes them a publisher as well. Mm -hmm. And we can get into what that would mean and through federal regulations and all that. But uh, yeah, you you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you're going to censor people, if you're going to make sure that only one point of view gets presented, that makes you a publisher, Mm -hmm. not a public square.
1: Well, and just like when I go to a restaurant, if they stop serving my favorite meal and start serving something else I don't like, you know what? I could just not eat there. I can go
2: somewhere else. So, well, I'm, I just don't understand a company like Facebook, why they would alienate anyone. As long as there's not a destructive, harmful content, which there is already. And they're not doing anything about, uh, why would you, why would you alienate anyone? Because that'd be like in my store. If you have red shoes on, you can't come in my store. (laughs) You know? Right. I mean, what, what, what benefit is that for me? Mm -hmm. I mean, they have money too. Mm -hmm. So, the only thing I can think of conspiracy wise Mm -hmm. is that they're backed by somebody very, very powerful, which might be called the government or something that is forcing them. They might be being threatened Mm
3: -hmm. that
2: if you don't do this, we're going to regulate this and regulate that. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can think of, but as a business, I can't understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let me, Uh, let's explore
0: that a little bit differently. Danny, if somebody came into AZ firearms and uh, wanted a handgun and you were to give them a political quiz to see if you're going to sell to them, would that help your business?
2: No, it would not help my business. And I would be denying somebody their rights. So I, 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 it, it doesn't
0: make any sense to me either. It, It seems that they're limiting the amount of, look, what they're selling to their customers. I'm not their customer. I'm what they're selling to their customers. Right. And by pushing me away, they're pushing away their income, right? Yeah. Their choice, but right.
2: Absolutely. that's what I don't get. I just don't understand it. So
1: the annual AmCon event that we touched on a little bit earlier, just to switch mm-hmm. gears a little bit, it is designed to help bloggers and podcasters and and uh, people that are communicators to network and to learn from each other. This past year, COVID made the networking part difficult mm-hmm. uh, and the new censorship might make it even more difficult uh, to meet virtually, which is how we handled Amcon in 2020. Um, how, how do you think we're going to be able to get our message across in, in the most powerful way and to the most people Coming up on the
0: two thousand and twenty-one AmCon, two thousand and twenty-one AmCon is going to happen. The plan for it is to happen in person. We've just started in the in in the general public. We you know it's still very early releases, but the vaccine for COVID is coming out. Um, call me a conspiracy theorist, but once Biden got put into office, we see that some of the California, New York restrictions are starting to lift. I personally expect by this fall for it to be almost back to normal, if not totally back to normal social media wise. Yeah, let's, let's hope. But um, the plan is to have it in person. Uh, The, there will be a, a virtual sense to it as well in that we will be doing just like when I do the armed society podcast or polite society podcast will be broadcasting it as well. So if you cannot attend in person, you'll be able to watch it online and comment with your questions for the presenters, because all of our presenters have a QA and se- a uh, segment at the end of their talk, so that your question can be asked of the presenter as well. Uh, but the plan is right now to have it live and online, and that we're going to have to, you know, it, it's always held in conjunction with gun rights policy conference, you know, same weekend, same hotel day before. Um, so that's uh, that's the plan. And it's right now we're just waiting to see what's going to happen as, as soon as when people get uh, the, all the, the lockdowns ended, we're we're hoping to have it at the traditional time and uh, that being mid to late September, but we're prepared. I, I spoke with uh, Alan Gottlieb about this. We're prepared to go out as, out as far as mid-November if we have to, but we do wanna have it in person because the networking, especially with a learning, what we're doing at Amcon, when you're learning, it, the, the meeting in person and the networking is so critically important. For the exchange of ideas, that uh, we did it virtually. We, we did it virtually last year because we had to, but man, I cannot wait to get to do it in person again.
1: Well, I need to. It's such a rich um, environment of people from. I mean, really, it's a microcosm of of the gun community. If there even mm-hmm. is such a thing as the gun community, because people come from every conceivable walk of life. Uh every demographic uh group, every I mean race, creed, color, you name it. Political and persuasion, yeah. Per, yes, the political persuasion. That part is so fascinating because that that kind of helps challenge each other so that we don't just start uh echo chambering the things that we say. Uh we've had a segment uh I think every year of Amcon, or at least the last two, where it's it, it's uh, preaching beyond the choir is kind of the mm-hmm. title of it. How, how do we communicate with the thought in mind of there are people out there that are listening that we're going to say things accidentally that become landmines for them or, you know, so how we, how do we not hurt our own message and how do we help speak to people who come from a different culture that I'm, I'm not that familiar with. Uh, and, and so we are very mindful of that as, as the Amcon, um, planning group. Um, and what would you say, whether it's that or something else, what would you say have been some of the things that have come one or two things that have come out of Amcon, you know, kind of like that? Well, it was great in the moment, but here's something that was really, really long lasting, um, as, as an accomplishment that you feel like it, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for ancom. Can you think of anything?
0: Oh, wow. Um, I know several people that have, they were kind of around the periphery of getting into Second Amendment media. And let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the attendees. With the exception of a couple of people who attend Ancom The vast majority, and and we're talking about 100, uh, what was it, 110 people last time we met in Phoenix uh, attended AMCON. About three of those, and that used to be two, now now with me it's three, are full-time paid Second Amendment advocates. Everybody else is volunteer, uh, does their own thing. If they make money on it, okay, but most of them don't. But what i'm what i'm really jazzed about is that there are people who have been on the periphery do i want to start a podcast do i want to start a blog or uh be a video creator they just weren't sure about how to go about it or if it really is something they'd like to do they come to amcon they get a whole ton of information and get to connect with the individual people who for example, I really like what Cheryl Todd's doing. I want to talk to her. Uh, or I really like what uh, Amanda Suffolk is doing. I'll talk to her. Uh, once they get there, then they decide, yes, it is it is something that I do want to do. And they've gone on and started their own stuff. And that's really, uh, that's the second, the, the first part of Amcon, making our media more effective, making sure that what you put out is the best it can be so it can be the most effective the second part is encouraging more people to get in and making them effective because let's face it the mainstream media is not gonna cut us a break
3: no
0: they're they're gonna they're gonna keep doing what they do there has to be a way around them that's us and the reason amcon exists is to make us as good as we can be
2: what i see is when i go to it is and that's a great answer paul but We see, uh, no, no, but (laughs) no, but we see people charged up when they go there, Mm -hmm. they Mm. get charged up. I mean, you've, you've had a year of working and you know, a lot of stuff puts you down and you're dragging your feet and you're like, I don't know if I can continue doing this. And then you go to these group, this group, Amcon and everybody gets supercharged and gets them the fuel to go to the next year. That's what I think.
1: It is really tremendous, and you know when you were talking, Paul, about doing what you do to to the best of your ability. I was thinking how you know Sarah Cade has taught us lighting for the last two years, mm-hmm. and just something that that simple, but yet it's really not simple because if I'm trying to be appealing and I'm trying to get my message across. But, you know, I've got myself either lit like lawn Chaney so that all my, you know, the shadows are bad or, you know, so, or it's too bright. And now you can't even, you know, see who's talking to you uh Where you appear
0: green and like you should be on your way to the hospital yeah
1: yes i mean these things will interfere with people being able to just relax and hear what you're saying because they're so busy looking at why what is happening why is she green what happened to you know mm-hmm. uh, Well, wait a minute i'm gonna interrupt
2: that we've had trouble with lighting a lot so when the lighting gets good for cheryl then they see me and they're like, no, we can't have this. <laughs> so so <laughs> it's always been an issue for us. Oh
1: my goodness. But, you know, it's things like that. It's tips and tricks and tools mm. and, um, you know, things matter to to communication that you you might not even be thinking about. And we try to think about those things at, at, at Amcon and bring them as subject matter. Would you right. say that's fair?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, and And it's not... The other, some other things, if they, they were to attend Amcon, they'd find out is, for example, how to sell yourself, how to monetize your, your content. You know, there are, there are companies out there willing to pay to put their name out in front of your audience and we how to get parent,
2: that Paul. <laughs> get we're, we're if you start naming
0: specifically with phone numbers, no. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, seriously, there, there's, there's. There's a lot of things that, that are not uh, besides make sure you look pretty and you project your voice. There's a lot more that goes into broadcasting of all varieties. Uh, and so the, getting good at all that. And, and let's face it, we're not talking master class level stuff because each presenter has about 20 minutes to present and then about 10 minutes for questions. We're not talking collegiate level courses here. This is just basic tips for people to get better and then a discussion on it. And then it's on to the next subject. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. But the, the good thing about going to the Amcon is that after the speaker speaks, then you can go and talk to them and get mm-hmm. ideas from them mm-hmm. with your particular <laughs> thing. So that's the, the networking is what's really good.
1: Absolutely. So, we are kind of in a perfect storm, I think, Paul, for something like AMCON to be so valuable and so extra valuable and so extra needed. Uh, we have eight and a half million brand new gun owners out there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's probably even more than that now, The because it's been a little while since I've checked that figure.
2: At least 10 more from yesterday. At least 10
1: more from yesterday, yeah. Uh, and these people are as hungry for connectivity for information for a a social network for you know all all that stuff for this brand new tool that they brought into their home because the whatever number of those eight and a half million that we've dealt with personally at our our gun shop az firearms the vast majority were not people that were like, yeah, I always knew I was going to buy a gun. It's just a matter of when the vast majority were people that are a little bit wide-eyed going, I'm a little bit, I can't believe that I'm actually buying a gun. I'm going to do it safely. I'm going to get training. I'm going to be safe and all that stuff. But like internally, I'm like a little bit like, I just didn't think this was going to be me and here I am. So if we can reach them, so that's part of the perfect storm. The other part of the perfect storm is The political environment that we have just inducted uh (laughs) however i want to say that ensconced yes an administration that has run on and promised to do whatever uh, they can at any level whether it's cultural whether it's laws um, whatever it is to vilify guns and gun owners and change laws to make it harder for us to, to own those tools. So, I mean, what an amazing opportunity for a place that's teaching people how to message better than Amcon.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I want to tee off on one thing, totally kind of off topic. Uh, you, you, had, you said that the, a lot of new gun owners, I have a feeling you know, 2020 said, look how many new gun owners we have. 2021 is going to say, hold my beer, watch this. I think <laughs> we're going to awesome. have an awful lot more coming in. Uh, I don't see anything as far as ammo and gun shortages uh, until maybe 2023, 20, we're gonna be looking at tight supplies for one reason or another. We
2: are, it's tough too. And the only thing that could slow it down is they stop it. The manufacturers can't make enough guns right now. Right. They can't. And, and, but
0: yeah, and and you know, when I, to go back to your point, Cheryl, I, I'm sorry for deviating. Um, When I very first started, I've always been around guns, but not so much handguns. And when I very first started making that thought journey of maybe I should have a handgun, I learned about it through podcasts. I learned about it through YouTube videos. And I got to believe that a good amount of those people, of the 8 million, are going to be, well, maybe their, their decision got accelerated a little bit. Maybe they went out and got it before they started consuming the media. But now that I got it, maybe I should learn more about it. And that's at least my hope is that we, we reach the new gun owners that way. Right.
1: Absolutely. And I just, as we start wrapping up here a little bit, um, you know, you clearly value communication, you clearly help Uh, value helping people to better understand their constitutional rights. You know, we're talking about easily eight and a half million potential brand new uh, people like eager for communication, eager for Mm -hmm. information. If you could leave them with one thought, these first time gun owners, what would you say that would be?
0: I, I'm, I'm going to have to cheat. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to leave them with two. The first one, if I can only leave one period. Always, always, always think safety first mm. and get training. Mm-hmm. The second thought is, welcome to the community. Yes, we are glad to see you here and become involved. You're going to find that that firearms owners are the best people in the world. And especially if you can find people that are in the community that is into media, there is an exceptional groups of people that uh, that are willing, no matter what who they are, they're going to be willing to help you along with your journey.
2: Wow. <clears throat> I have, Beautifully said. I have Thank to you. go backwards. That was beautifully said. Paul, I have to go backwards. A few minutes ago, you said that you know, you were a gun owner, you had long guns, but you didn't have any handguns, and that you decided to get a handgun, and so you went on YouTube and other social media networks to find out how to properly carry and do the things you do with the handgun, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have people like Facebook and YouTube that are starting to threaten us because we're doing guns on their networks, and we're doing it to instruct and make people safe. Mm -hmm. We're not saying... Go out and be like that video game that you know that shoots people mm-hmm. up and stuff. We're being responsible, and they are cutting us off because we're and and we're being responsible. Mm-hmm. How does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it absolutely doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. How
2: would you gather that information if you wanted to buy a handgun and you wanted to know how to properly handle the handgun? Where would you get that information if you couldn't get it from Facebook and YouTube, mm-hmm.
0: I would get it from a podcast. That's where I originally got mine from was from listening to podcasts. Right. Uh, the other thing is there's, there's other video, uh, places than YouTube there's full 30 there's uh rumble. There's, there's a lot of places Gun out streamer. there stream. Yeah. GunStreamer. There's a lot of places where, where videos are out. Um, And just as it was when I, it's it's buyer beware, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, There there were podcasts out that, when I very first started listening to them, that I wouldn't recommend anybody listen to, but that just then just as now there's some really fantastic ones.
1: Absolutely. And
0: uh, you find information where you can. Absolutely.
1: You know, another platform, uh, is OpsLens, which is an Mm. app. It's not on, it's not on the, you know, Mm. the Google machine, whatever, (laughs) but it's, it's an app for your smartphone. And I was doing some segments on, uh, one of the shows on OpsLens a few years ago. And I was like, you know, this might be an interesting, uh, person to come and, and talk to us at Amcon and so that's another connection that you know i was like well it, i wouldn't have known how to cause this to happen if i hadn't have worked out that way so let's help others so and now both your show i don't know how many of your shows because you do a gajillion of them but but our show is definitely on ops lens
0: yeah uh speaking now, now i'm going to switch over to the hat for the self-defense radio network mm-hmm. um i there are four shows on the network that are on the OpsLens app uh, and uh, at least two of them go up there live. So um, yeah. And, and, and Danny, that's, that's another way, you know, the OpsLens is a perfect example of where people can get information going away from Facebook, going away from YouTube, going, you know, to, uh, totally around another way. So um,
2: Yeah. But, but Facebook was designed to take all of our life away from us. All we do is Facebook. That's what they designed it to do. Everything is focused on I can't do well, Facebook. Why does he look at me when he says that? I, I can't I do spend it. too much time on Facebook. I'm, I'm, just... I'm on Facebook for one reason in this marketplace. Mm-hmm. I buy and I buy stuff off marketplace. But it's like, so I, I'm going to have a rant after you leave the show about this because you know, they set it up so we depend on them and then they mold and change our lives to fit them or we're out. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I got a rant. I'll, <laughs> I'll do it in a minute. But anyway, I, I agree with you. There are other options out there, Paul, but if it should be all options, there's nothing offensive about learning how to use a firearm. No. Nothing, you know, and, and the
1: very fact that there's sort of a, an implication of that is part of that change, trying to change the culture that, you know, if you even say the word gun, people would like, oh, right. what, you know? Right. Um, and so we are, um, trying to renormalize you know, there was a time in American history when every home Pretty much had at least didn't one. You not talk about because... them because you,
2: yeah, it was a gun. And was right. like, do you talk about the knives and forks in your kitchen drawer? No, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, and so you know, we're just trying to renormalize that. That is just another tool, like like the knives. Like I got the...
2: me a brand new pair of underwear yesterday. They are <laughs> awesome. No, it's no different. A, a gun was that way, you know? Yeah. So.
1: And uh, talk about a segue, Paul, you thought yes. you were segueing. <laughs> we are way off the mark now. Thanks, Dan. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Paul Lathrop. Tell folks how they can follow uh, all that you do. Really, I'm, I'm going to go have a snack because it's going to take you a while to get through this. All the things that you do. Is there a hub that, that we can kind of just find, find all the different shows that you do?
0: Well, there's two hubs. There's two places you can find what I do. If you are a Facebook user or a YouTube viewer, search out Second Amendment Foundation. That's where you'll find the Daily Bullet and the Weekly Bullet. Uh, Daily Bullet is a 15-minute interview that I do with people like Cheryl and Dan Todd, who I had on very recently and will be coming up again very soon. Um, But people that are making a difference in the gun rights community, and I release one of those a day. The weekly bullet is, it's a starts off as a fifteen minute discussion with people like Cheryl and Dan Todd or other people who are making a difference, and then the rest of the hour is a news discussion program about Second Amendment uh, events for the week, and that happens uh, to be at the SAF Facebook and YouTube. Everything else. The podcast, the everything else. I'm going to point you to selfdefenseradio.net. Not only is my show there, there are 14 others, and I'll, we are growing more to come soon. But uh, that's where you can find everything else I do. So if you go to SAF on Facebook or YouTube and you go to selfdefenseradio.net, you've got yourself covered. That's everywhere you can, everywhere that I am you can see. If you can't find it, email me at paul at politicsandguns.com.
1: Fantastic. Paul Lathrop, thank you so much for all that you do. You are uh, an encouragement. You are somebody that supports everyone around you. Uh, I'm just blessed to call you my friend, and I know Dan feels the yeah, same.
2: Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you. And I'm,
0: I'm honored and blessed to call you both friends as well. Thanks for having me on.
1: All right, All right, Paul, thank you so much. Bye bye now. Bye bye.
2: Right, it was great. Paul is awesome. I'm glad he's on the show. He really has some great ideas and he's an awesome guy.
1: Really is. And the AMCON thing is um, such an incredible event and opportunity for people to learn from. And I love that the Second Amendment Foundation saw the value in it and right. they have supported it um and been our main sponsor for you know right from the get-go right. we right. have other sponsors that that come on you know here and there us law shield has supported it um but second amendment foundation was the first you know call i think that paul made and said hey i'm i'm i'd like to do this and and then they realized well we've got this captive audience at the gun rights policy conferences so let's just you know take it a day early and we'll have this educational piece called um, AmCon. So, right. I really appreciate people that put their money and their time where their mouth right. is. So, speaking of, I have a rant. Do you another one? We're gonna have to get your commentary music
2: so that you, know. <clears> so <throat> but that you ease in. You know, these. it just you know we're not a rant Elizabeth show. Listen to Paul talking about Facebook and stuff like that, and I, you know, I look at that and I go, okay, Facebook. When Facebook started, they wanted us to trust them to come up with a site that we could go on and do things, play games, communicate with people, share ideas.
1: Well, and they need us there because we are the
2: product. Right. They are selling right.
1: us. So somehow we've become
2: this, um, this undesirable commodity, I suppose. But so, so we entrust them, we trust them to, and so we invest our time, mm-hmm. we invest our time, our equipment and everything else and so we have a lot invested our, as well mm-hmm. and then they come and say oh you know what we don't want you to talk about guns or you can't joke about a politician
1: mm-hmm. and is it like that or are they like down their nose at us ew. i don't know you honestly talk about
2: guns ew i don't think it's facebook i think it's somebody else because facebook as a business would not shy away uh, customers and product Gosh, that you has done.
1: Think so, but I, don't, right. I mean, damn, I don't know because I mean, when once you get to like that huge corporate level, there are, there are corporations that are actively working against our rights. So what's next? it's not like there's a sign up in front of like Starbucks saying, if you own guns, don't shop here.
2: They can do it other ways.
1: But, but yeah, it's definitely conveyed through, you know, cultural messages and things like that. But, um, but Facebook is really the one that comes to mind. That is really the most kind of out there and in your face saying, we really don't
2: want your type here. We don't want your kind here. Right. So, so then these executives go, Ooh, those no tuck in shirts. Oh my gosh. If you wear one of those into a board, you know, we're going to, we're going to get rid of that company. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so I look at it this way. Let's say I I rent a building. Let's say I sign a five-year lease on a building. Mm Or I sign up for a year's contract on a radio show, Mm -hmm. knowing that I do guns, knowing that I'm going to sell guns. Mm -hmm. And then six months down the road, say, you know what, we don't want guns in here anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, I bought the equipment, Mm -hmm. I bought all the time and everything else to get that lease or the radio show going. Mm -hmm. And then they tell me I can't.
3: Mm -hmm. That's wrong. Yeah.
2: So anyway, that's my rant. I just I just don't think it's fair. I think that they are trying to mold us into what they want us to be,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like college professors—they mm-hmm. don't tell you the truth; they tell you what they, their ideas, so that well, not become, all of them. No, not I all of them. And, and not all media networks are the same either, mm-hmm. but they—they—they they, um, they mold you into their beliefs and what they want. And the thing about with Facebook it's so powerful not only colleges are powerful too because as you can see there are definitely colleges that are influence uh their students to be Mm non-constitutionalist um if that's a word Mm -hmm. and um so there are some that are doing it Mm -hmm.
1: so what comes to my mind is you know it, it it never looks or feels the same until we're looking at it, you know, from our own skin. And so I'm sitting here thinking, man, if you, whoever you are listening, or you, Dan, or me, Cheryl, if we have ever othered someone else,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Like we put them in a category without really knowing the individual, or we've stereotyped in some, you know, negative way is, I guess if you stereotype in a positive way, I don't know that much harm can come from that, but um, it's called othering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, us and them. If you've ever othered someone else, this is what it
3: feels like. Yeah.
1: You know, what's and, happening and right and now you. that you're somehow unsavory, you're, you're fringe, you're undesirable and, uh, and it doesn't feel good. So that's one of the lessons that I always taught my daughter, our daughter
3: mm-hmm.
1: is if you don't like what's happening to you, one of the most powerful things you can do is learn from it and not perpetuate it, not do it to the next person. And I don't I know how that it. plays out with, with Facebook. Exactly. You know, it's not like we're going to be the next, um, I want to say Jeff Bezos, but he's the Amazon guy, but uh, Zuckerberg, but in whatever ways that we can learn from that and not perpetuate the
2: ugliness of it, that's at least something we yeah. can do. The problem is, I think we've all done it in one form or another. Probably, possibly. And, and, and I'm ashamed of it. And as I said, like a business owner is like, why would I cut the hand that feeds me? Unless somebody came to me and said, you know, I'm going to do some terrible things with this gun. Right. Well, legally we can't you, sell that gun and wouldn't sell that gun. Sometimes we have to come at, at AZ Firearms. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to make a decision mm-hmm. on whether or not the person that's buying the gun is using it for At, at and, every gun store. And mm-hmm. I have such a hard time with that mm-hmm. because one is every, U, every U.S. citizen has the right to own a firearm. Mm-hmm. And I... I am not going to be the police for them. Every law-abiding. But, right, right. So citizen. now it comes to the point: is is the person? Am I misreading a person?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, if we feel that a person is not going to do good with a firearm, mm-hmm. we stop to sell immediately. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that road is hard to detect. Mm-hmm. So, I can understand, but showing videos on YouTube or other media sources that teach people how to become safe, responsible gun owners is ridiculous to me. Yeah. Why would you do that? Even if you'd never want to have a gun in your house, you never want your kids to touch a gun. You still need to teach kids what to do if they approach a firearm. Right. In Germany, there is tons of Ordinance that's still buried from World War II. Mm-hmm. The kids that roam the forest and play in the grounds of the fields and stuff are taught if you see one of these things, stop, don't, don't touch, t- touch, run, run away, run away de 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 right. and <laughs> they do, but they do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you, rarely do you hear about ordinance going off but there's still live ordinance out there yeah. and they take care of it and they find live ordinance so if we don't what do you do don't teach your kids about that so that they're protected from it curiosity whatever no curiosity will kill mm-hmm. not just the cat no it will so, so so please facebook i know you're listening to me <laughs> what's his name mark zuckerberg, zuckerberg yeah? Yeah. yeah i know he he's listening to me mark please there's nothing wrong with firearm education. No, there's
1: not. And there's nothing wrong with gun owners. No, there's nothing wrong with the tools themselves. So, um, anyway, it would be nice if, if people just really had more of the live and let live. And, you know, let me be curious about your life and what makes you different from me rather than, you know, throwing up all these roadblocks to divide and, um, you know, segment people. But um anyway, awesome. Good comments.
2: Well, it's disturbing.
1: It is disturbing. Absolutely. Uh we will talk many, many more times about it, I am sure, as everybody's trying to figure out I feel like we're having a Tower of Babel moment right. where, you know, in, in the Bible in the Tower of Babel, suddenly god just caused everybody to speak a different language and so they just you know dispersed and because they couldn't communicate with each other and it's kind of what's happening in the social media world is that people are being you know kind of forced or or they're choosing because you know it's so frustrating to try to speak when you're you're being shut down um have you ever had that? scattering about to all these different social media platforms and i'm just like please have you ever had that, you know. <laughs> just somebody tell me where most people are going so i know where i'm to invest my time because it is a full-time job yeah. I went just to being a, on social media
2: i went to a house one time to to pick up a gentleman's firearms he had a pawn shop years ago he passed away so i can freely talk about this now and i was there picking up his uh some gold and some guns and the wife had the tv blaring on one of those cartoon network news stations uh see it i think it was CNN. But uh, and she come up to me and says, you should melt all those guns down. And I go, well, why is that? She, guns are evil and blah, blah, blah. And she would not let me say anything. Mm-hmm. Now, I was in her house. Mm-hmm. I respected that. But as I tried to say how guns have saved lives, she wouldn't let me do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so maybe that's that extra tongue or extra language that we're talking about. No one can understand anybody, Mm. but, uh, it, um, it's scary to me. It
1: it is because, you know, one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough and we don't talk about it enough on this show is that at least two and a half million times every single year, lives are saved because a responsibly armed citizen had a gun and 200,000 times a year, a woman present prevents a sexual assault because she was responsibly armed. And we, we really need to start saying that again at, at the somewhere in, in each show, because it you're not hearing it, it's not out there, but that's actual, they don't want you to know factual information. And so, are those guns bad? Are the guns that were involved in stopping sexual assault and and stop and, and saving lives,
2: preserving life, protecting life? Are those bad guns? You know, and that's funny too, because it's like, well, it's not funny, but there are people that, you know, they're not around guns. And maybe one of their kids get killed because of a crime with mm-hmm. a gun.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they think that the gun is the fault and that even locks them further away from guns. But then you have the other people that, that defended themselves and just barely saved their life, but they did, mm-hmm. and um, they become gun owners. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you a question, since you're the owner of a large media uh, show called Gun <laughs> Freedom Radio. I don't if know if large person, is the right word. If but... a person called you on the f- and said, hey, I'd like to be on your show. I don't like guns, and I want to talk on the show, mm-hmm. because all you're doing is letting people that light guns talk on your show. Would you let me come on your show and talk about things?
1: So that's happened. And uh, my reply has been, well, what, what do you want to present that is unique mm-hmm. that we haven't heard already a hundred times? And, but I say it nicely um, because I don't, you know, if, if all we're doing is the talking points,
2: right but That's if they boring. want to tell we you their story, we don't
1: bring any of our guests on. i want to
2: tell you my story i want to tell you why i don't like guns because one of my kids blah blah blah
1: so if it was somebody telling their personal life story and that they you know have a personal reason to have um, this bias that that could be interesting i guess i would just have to the, the ones that have asked, they clearly are representing some organization. Mm-hmm. And I feel that those organizations already have a ton of money behind them. Right. They get a ton of airtime and a ton of press. And we're trying to present not only, you know, the the counter argument, the positive side of, of gun ownership, um, but it's people that are, they're not backed by gajillion right. dollar organizations and um you know, they are involved in, in teaching and training.
2: So, um, I, I would hope that you would say, yes, mm-hmm. I I would invite. Well, we've had people ask to come on that are,
1: we've had people that asked to come on that are pro gun and they get asked the same questions by me, you know, so what's your unique angle? Mm-hmm. What's right. your personal experience? Um, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I feel like I'm fair and balanced. Right. And I, and, and, and I, and
2: I do, I, I, I think you would be, but I, I would challenge anyone that that doesn't believe what we're talking to. You know, if you have a, something to say, I would like to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a professional argument person. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't do good. Oh yes, yeah. you are a I professional can't, <laughs> argument
1: yeah. person. I can't. Do, but I'm your wife, so I can't
2: <laughs> do uh, uh, civil debates. Mm-hmm. But I, I like. You know, I love it when I hear a story about. I hate the situation, but. That people that have have had no gun knowledge whatever, been involved in a crime, decided to get into guns, and love every second of it. Mm -hmm. I don't hear stories where people had guns, they had a bad experience and got rid of every gun they had. But I'd like to talk to people that I'm sure there are some. Mm That, uh, or you know, maybe somebody that's a kid that their parents had guns, and oh, I hate guns, and moved out of the house, and why they think that no one should have guns, or why I shouldn't have the right to have a gun, because we have to have conversation.
1: So, yes, we do. Absolutely, we do. And I, I'm thinking of a few examples in my mind that um, that I feel like if the person were able to really effectively articulate their point. Mm-hmm that they, they very quickly run out of points, you know, they don't, there's not a lot of substance there. I hate guns because they kill people. Well, guns don't actually kill people. And what about all the times that people's lives are saved? I hate guns because I had this negative personal experience. Okay. And that's fine. You can hate guns, but But would you think that, would you think that everyone has to, at the threat of law, adopt your thought process to hating guns, you know? So well, anyway, I, 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 it seems I, I, to me that generally if somebody has to articulate their fear of or hatred of or, you know, whatever that's negative about guns, I just feel like there's just not enough there that that
2: would, right. would develop an entire <clears throat> conversation. Anyway, I, my I, mind is I, open and- But I have to bring something up. Just- two days ago Mm -hmm. i picked up some guns from a gentleman he's he lives alone but he has a girlfriend Mm -hmm. and his girlfriend doesn't like guns his girlfriend was married before to an abusive guy and he he told me the example he said that uh he said so she saw the guns and she said my my past husband was very abusive and he misfired he shot it round off in the house, mm-hmm. not at her, but just shot a round off. And so now she's terrified of guns. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the kind of person you want to talk to. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Well, absolutely. And that's, you know, I mean, she has a trauma. There are ways to right. deal with traumas of every sort. And um, so anyway, yes. And, and you don't, I mean, I don't negate her trauma in any right. way, but uh, but it's I person, would encourage like anybody that's been through a trauma and, and has created a phobia or a phobia has, has been created in their life to, you know, be proactive about it and work through it. Right. Um, don't let that own you. Don't let that hinder you. But you know, that's a, not an on-air conversation, you know, that right. would be almost like using my psychology background and counseling them. But anyway, awesome stuff. We've got to wrap up though. I, we are probably way long. But um, thank you so much to Paul Lathrop. Uh, Holy cow, busy guy. He makes me feel lazy, Yeah. right? And uh, Second Amendment Foundation that that has um, put him to doing excellent work. Thank you to them. Thank you to all of our listeners. You all are amazing. You could be anywhere doing anything and you chose to spend this time with us and we value that beyond measure. If you uh, have missed any of our shows or want to go back and replay them, or maybe even share them with your friends, that would be awesome. Go to gunfreedomradio.com, click the on-demand tab, and- You
2: can binge listens to your heart's content, darling.
1: I never say darling at the end of that.
2: You just did? I literally- You just said
1: it. Literally never say that. What? i'm not doing i'm not falling for it you already did.
2: darling anyway
1: <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so you turn you, into a
2: 1934 movie star when you say that oh do i Now do we use that
1: No, maybe next time <laughs> tune in next time to see if cheryl actually says darling at the end of. you just
2: said it
3: again
1: <laughs> all right um i'm i'm lost but i think i'm saying wants to say th- until next time pray for our nation pray for our nation pray
2: for our leaders all of them. politicians, all of them, politicians, pray all for them. them too. all the politicians. How about the ones you don't like? I don't have any leaders, but even the ones I don't like, even the ones you don't like,
1: especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Have a great week. God bless. God bless. Bye bye.